Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. You look like you're on vacation, man. <laughs> kind of. It's finally nice outside, man. Got to dress the part. I know. How warm is it there? 85. 80. Holy crap. It's like summer. It got a couple days of it, then it comes back down to spring. <laughs> yeah, we're I think we're sitting 80 right now, but even Seattle was 80. It's nuts. Anyways, uh, how the heck are you? How was uh, what was it? Louis Capaldi? Yeah, that's what we went and saw. Louis Capaldi. It was great. Wife yeah. really enjoyed it. Good, good. So on that note, what are you drinking? I am drinking Yaya Brewing ya. Company. Not ya, from... Ya. Not from Yaya Torre. <laughs> okay. But they're out of Spokane Valley, so you're neck of the woods. It's called Fluffy yeah. Puffy Sunshine. It's a New England style India Pale Ale. I was going to guess. Is it an IPA? Because that sounds like an IPA. Cool can, though. Yeah. And that is delicious. That is really good. Yeah, yeah. I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I know you don't generally go towards the IPAs, so. Yeah, I like that a lot. Good. Uh, today I got BJ's Piranha Pale Ale and uh, a glass of white wine. <laughs> Double fist in day, huh? <laughs> I haven't had this one yet, and it exploded on me. That's fun. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> now you know how it feels. <laughs> well, I recommend it. <laughs> but... Uh... <sighs> That's fun. I don't think I have any towel. Well, it can sit there until we're done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I would say I'd Zamboni it, but no. Anyways, those are our brews <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. We got a lot of games to cover today. Oh, dude, we got uh, a crap ton. 33 <laughs> in total. From uh, the 26th to uh, it's going to be May, May 1st. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a preview midweek games uh, the 1st to the 3rd of May and then give our power ranking. So let's get right into it. Make sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And most importantly, our Redbubble. Make sure to check out our merch. We got some new stuff on there. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and make sure to help contribute to keep us doing this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We might be going through these games kind of quick just because we have so many. But we'll, we'll probably stop and go take a deep dive into the bigger ones. Definitely. So let's get it started in the English Premier League on the 25th of April. We start with Wolves against Crystal Palace. You picked a draw. I picked Wolves. You got it and right, Wolves man. Wolves won 2-0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wolves looked a better team in this one, but, I mean, it was only really 1-0 until the very end. It was, yeah. Definitely uh you know, Jose saw had to come up with some fantastic saves in this game. But I don't know if I would say Wolves were the better team. I mean, I would say Palace dominated possession in this game. They had a 80% possession in the 82nd minute. So, okay. I think the first half, Wolves could consider themselves a little lucky to be up 1 0. 
And then it was all for me. It was all Palace trying to get that equalizer. And Wolves caught them on. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a PK. (laughs) Yeah. Goalkeeper made it had a terrible first touch. Goes to try to slide tackle the forward and catches him, and yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, Abrucia Ezzi was pretty good in this one, too. Yeah, he did. So does Jose Saw, man, that goalkeeper yeah. for Wolves. Yeah, he, he might was be so one good. of my top underrated goalkeepers in the league oh, this year. 100%. He's had to do a lot of work, especially for a Wolves team that has struggled to score at times this season. Next up, we have Aston Villa against Fulham. We both picked Aston Villa for this one, and it was closer than we thought. 1-0 for this one. Yeah, it was a close one. It was a close one. Uh, Fulham had chances, just couldn't put any of them away. But, I mean, that first half was all Aston Villa. so It was. I probably should have had a penalty in the 13th minute. Yeah, it was a weird one. Ollie Watkins kind of got a touch to it. You know, I, the commentator said the defender got a foot to the ball, but... From the angles I saw, man, it didn't look like it to me. So I, yeah. I thought they got hard done. Well. But they got the one, the win, the one nil win. <laughs> the one nil win, yeah. Tyrone Mings with the only goal in this one. It was all Villa in the first half, and Fulham tried to get back in the game. Just couldn't do it. Nope. Next up, we had the massive six-pointer at the bottom of the table. Leeds against Leicester City. You picked Leicester, I picked a draw, and it ended 1-1. This was a disappointment, man. One of these teams needed to win. A draw doesn't really do him any favors in this one. Tealman's thought he had the goal, but came back due to offsides. Are you zamboning that? Yeah. About to be on my lap. I had to. (laughs) We're real classy for this episode. You are, man. You are. Keeping it classy. Keeping it classy, San Diego. But Luis Sinistera, man, he put leads up in the 20th. Some good play. You know, I would say Leicester kind of dominated possession, but they couldn't really get any shots on target. But Leicester, they got their goal through none other than Jamie Vardy. Yep. The man just can't seem to die. No, but honestly, each team could have put like at least three more goals in probably yeah at the end man it was like basketball back and forth each team had three to four good chances right at the end anyone could have won it i think a draw is probably a deserved result though yeah but doesn't do either of those teams any favors man no not at all next up on the 26th we had probably the surprise result of these midweek fixtures Nottingham Forest against Brighton. We both picked Brighton and Nottingham Forest won three to one. Where did this come from? Fantastic result for Forest, man. Huge. I mean, Estupian gives up a PK in the ninth minute, kind of gets caught on the ball and then tries to make amends and has a rash challenge. Well, there's one nil. Forest yeah. scored that PK. And then Brighton got a goal back in the 38th. Honestly, I think Taylor Navas could have done better as a shot came in and kind of spilled it. And I don't know how you pronounce that Brighton player's Secundo name. Secundo Buanote. Yeah, he just had the easiest of tap-ins. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, Taylor Navas should have hung on to that one. And then Forrest, 
you know, they get it, get one up. Pascal Gross with an own goal. And then Danilo got forced on the 69th counterattacked. It was a poor giveaway from Brighton. Caicedo kind of gets caught on the ball. And he has a nice through ball to, again, on one Yehi or whatever pronounce mm-hmm. that, that guy's name. Mm-hmm. I think Gibbs White, man. Made it three. Another penalty given away by Brighton off a handball this time. Um, yeah. I didn't... So Brighton. Brighton they gave the ball away, man. They weren't clinical with their chances. So, I mean, Forrest. Credit good to job, Forrest. Forrest. <laughs> yeah, credit to Forrest. I mean, and then Greg... Forrest, man, they were on an 11-game winless run before this one. Yeah, so huge they needed a win for them. They needed huge. a win. Especially with everybody around them picking up points left and right during that 11-game span. Yeah, draw a lot of draws in there. Yeah. Next up, we had Chelsea and Brighton. Brentford. I thought this was going to be a lot closer than it was. Chelsea and Brentford. That's what I meant. Brentford. Yeah, you picked a Chelsea win, didn't you? I picked a draw. I did just because it, it's Brentford away. They have not been good all season. They were good enough to beat Chelsea at the yeah, bridge. They were. <laughs> I should have. I should have realized that Chelsea's just worse. So. Yeah, They're I mean, so bad. A bit unlucky in the first goal, own goal by Cesar Espelicueta in the 37th minute corner kick, kind of flicked headers, glances off his arm, goes far post. Not much you can do there, man. That one's no, that one's tough. Not at all. I felt bad for him, but I didn't. But then Brian and Bomo, man, made it 2 0 in the 78th. Yeah. Had a nice what a run. Ca- what had a, a counterattack nice that yeah. was. Holy cow. Kind of got a, I think it was a lucky deflection, but. Honestly, in that game when I was watching it, David Rea really didn't have many difficult no. situations. Or no, Chelsea do not look good going forward at like, all, at man. All. Like he he wasn't tested at all. Like I don't think he made really had to make a nice save. I mean, he got put in some you know a little sticky situation here and there, but nothing that was a shot on goal. <laughs> that was a tough shot on goal. Yeah, nothing that forced him to do anything. No, but yeah, Chelsea going forward, man. Are, terrible <laughs> they're awful yeah and I, I i'm not sure if lukaku will help that any next season so <laughs> we'll see what they do <laughs> next up we had west ham against liverpool you pick liverpool i picked a draw i almost got a draw almost but you were right liverpool wins two to one that first goal that west ham scored though man oh yeah, man forget that Beautiful play, Holy beautiful cow. shot. Oh, lovely. It pretty much sums up kind of how West Ham is playing right now compared to earlier in the season. So it's good to see. Been waiting all year yeah. for it. But so, man, he got the scoring started for uh, West Ham in the 12th minute. And Cody Gagpo got the leveler with a beautiful strike, man. Way outside the oh, box. Way outside. Yeah. That was in the 18th. So just a few minutes. And then Joel Matip, man, got the winner off a corner header. Yeah. Yeah, huge win for Liverpool. Um, I I did think personally that there was a handball by Thiago. Uh, VAR decided it wasn't. I know you said that you think that would be harsh if they got it. I mean, you I look at the way he's kind of falling handball. and the ball hits his hand. It's not like he moved towards the ball, I guess is what gets it for me. I mean, I, I know there, there's there been worse calls out there that 
Some PKs have been given for less. Yeah. But I, I hate those handball rules, man. Where I mean, if a player is trying to get out of the way or if he's falling, what's he supposed to do? Just fall face first? I think it would have yeah, been more on know. his ass, but... <laughs> I know the uh, the head of UEFA did an interview with ESPN recently, and he said they had 30 of the top coaches in the world try to decide like handball situations, whether it was a handball or not. And half of them got it right and half of them got it wrong. And he said that no one knows what handball really is anymore. I think so. I think you're yeah, right. What is a I, handball nowadays? I don't know what a handball is either. It's like, well, I hit him in the hand. Is it? Is it not? I don't know. Yeah, makes no sense anymore. I know playing on the on, out on the playground, you know, as a kid, anytime it touched a hand, you were you were calling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime. Uh, but we also played no blood, no foul. So you <laughs> <laughs> can't do that in professional sports. All right. Next up, we had. The big one, Manchester City against Arsenal. We both picked Manchester City, and unfortunately, we were both very correct. This one wasn't even close from pretty much the first minute. Ended 4-1. to one. Kevin De Bruyne got him started. Erling Holland, beautiful. Trapped just, down. Oh, it was a yeah. trap down with Rob Holding all over his back. Yeah, and he just turned Rob Holding, played De Bruyne through, and he put it in the net. I feel like Gabrielle and Ramsdale could have done a little better on that one. Yeah, I agree. I just Holding, for me, I don't understand why you're 45, 50 yards away from your goal. Why do you need to be all over his back? I don't get it. No, not, not the best it, decision. This game probably could have been 6-1, I'll be honest with you. Ben White had a nice last ditch save on a De Bruyne shot, you know, like oh, a huge last nine, ditch save. 19 that was minutes going after in. that one. Yeah, that was going in. Um I I I'm not I don't agree with the letting the second goal stand, the John Stones, and they it's like refereeing 101, but they had VAR doing it where you're supposed to say even with the defense. He was when on they drew side, the line, so sure it's back behind is. the defense, and you're not even getting the proper angle of his foot. And he was on side, though. Ben White's foot kept him on sides. I didn't think he was. I mean, I know I there's that one. I know what angle you're talking about where, yeah, it looks like he's clearly off sides. But then they showed a different angle where, yeah, he was on sides. Straight down the line, he looks like he's clearly off sides. When you bring it back. It wasn't on the line, that, that angle you're talking about. It was, it was not down the line. He was onside, though, man. They drew the lines. The lines don't lie. Anyways, yeah. It, it wouldn't have mattered either way, to be honest. Uh, De Bruyne got the third. Arsenal looked broken down after that. Temper started flaring. Yeah, after that third, it got, it was um, it was done and dusted. Beautiful finish by De Bruyne through defender's legs. I don't remember which defender it was. Could have been any um, of them. For me, the only non-call was I think there should have been a penalty call against city that Holland where he kind of blocked that shot for me. I, I do feel like that was a handball cause he leaned towards it. Yeah. But again, it, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, you probably could have had the, the second best team in the world on that pitch. Cause on that pitch, man city was the best team in the world. Yeah. I'm being 100%. honest <laughs> by leaps and bounds too. I mean, I, know I will we say had, we did our combined 11s and I picked Rodri and you picked Thomas Partey. And Rodri looked me, better in that game. Oh, he yeah. looked amazing. 100%. Thomas Partey yeah. looked terrible, man. He looked and terrible. You, he was letting De Bruyne can, do whatever he wanted. 
I was, it may, I'll give credit to Pep. I mean, he made De Bruyne pretty much told him, just go wherever you want. Because that's what he did. Um, I did think Ruben Diaz probably should have got a red card for kicking out at Ben White. It's clearly after the fact, and he steps out at him, or kicks out at him, catches him in the back of the leg. I knew you were going to bring that one up. That's not a red card, man. Yeah, of course I'm going to bring it up. I'm still sour about this game. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it, um, it hurts as an Arsenal fan, um, for sure. But, I mean, you got to look it, at it, man. Best City, it's not... the best team won. Man City, man, they looked oh, incredible. Yeah. Like I said, you could have put any other team in the world out on that pitch, and it would have been the same result. For me, it's not. For me, it's not the fact that City won. It's how they did it. Arsenal looked like a <laughs> mid-table side against them. I, I think it's Man City made them look like a mid-table yeah. side. On it's yeah. not that Arsenal are a mid-table side, but that Man City team is so good they made them look like it. Yeah, I mean, I will say it, come, it comes down to the experience. Man City have been in this position; they knew this was a big game, and they showed up for it. Whereas Arsenal did 100%. not show up for it. Yeah. Speaking of not showing up, Gabriel Jesus, he did not show up for this game whatsoever. His runs were lackluster. His closing down and pressing was bad. I, yeah. Well, Arsenal I mean, looked better after they took him off. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that about Partey. I mean, honestly, was Gabriel Martinelli even in this game? Kyle Walker just shut him down. I yeah, mean, they couldn't get I, anything to Martinelli. Saka had a couple of runs, you know, but I, it was just, it was all over the pitch. It was every player. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways. Uh, Erling Holland in this one got the fourth in the 94th, breaking the record for most goals in a 38-game season. He was, at the time, spoiler alert, one away from the all-time record. So he isn't human and a robot. Got it. <laughs> Again, it's the hope that kills you, but moving on. On the 27th, we had Everton against Newcastle. We both chose Newcastle, and this was the same. Men against boys. Honestly, Man the first Newcastle half was close. Newcastle only looked good, I would say. The I'd say about three quarters of the second half. Yeah, Yeah, like the last 20 minutes or so. But honestly, it was a game up until that point. Like yeah. Everton had chances. You know... Dominic Calvert-Lewin had a goal taken back due to offsides. But it was it was the last 20 minutes, man. You know, football's a 90-minute game. You can't go out there for 70 minutes and expect to get anything. Yeah. I will say, uh, Cal Molson scored in this one. Uh, called it. Good job, good job. Yeah. Joe Linton, also goal in this one. Yep, so you got, I got both of them. One. Two of the four I got. Uh, But yeah, I. Callum Wilson got another one. Got a golasso, man. Yeah, I will say I did. You were right. I see it pointed out here. I said Newcastle struggled scoring goals. They've scored. What is it? It's more than (laughs) 10 in their last three games. You used to. I'll say you used to. Yeah. Probably a month ago, you were saying Newcastle struggled to score goals. They have not shown no more. score goals yeah, lately. They have found their scoring boots, and they can't stop scoring now. It's insane. But Next let's up. Talk about, let's talk about that run from Alexander Isak, man. That was a thing of beauty. Man, he turned. I 
I know I wrote down four defenders, but I swear it was more. He made them look silly. It, it was silly, man. It was silly. If you guys haven't seen that one, check it out. It's an amazing run for that fourth goal. Yeah, Jacob um, Murphy Jacob got Murphy the easiest it, yeah. goal ever scored his entire life, and Alexander Isak just made the whole Everton team look silly. It was it was fantastic. Pretty sure I posted that on our Instagram story. So if you're not following yes, us there, you did. make sure out. to do that. All right. Next up, Southampton against Bournemouth. This was Ooh. a bottom of the table Ooh, six pointer. Huge. We both picked the wrong result. You picked Southampton. I picked a draw. Bournemouth got the win in this one. I'll be honest. They look like the better team in the first half. They did. Bournemouth, Bournemouth are looking really good, man. Gary O'Neill has done a fantastic job here lately with his Bournemouth team. I mean, you look at the players he has at his disposal and how they're staying alive, most likely. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting in And winning place. games. Yeah. And winning games. Yeah. All credit to him, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Marcus Tavernier put Bournemouth ahead on the 50th minute. And then Che Adams thought he equalized in the 89th minute only for VAR to rule out the goal. I thought they had this one for sure. Yeah, it was the right call, though. It was. It was. I had to watch it four or five times, but yes, it it was completely the right call. And Southampton, I'm sorry, guys. You said all their luck against Arsenal and their skill against Arsenal in that game, man. The team, they, they, look, tied, they tied the first place team, and here they are fighting a team, you know, in the relegation battle with them, and they can't they do nothing. bad. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Next up, Tottenham against Manchester United. We both picked United, and, uh, you know, for the first half, I would say... I, thought, uh, I was feeling pretty it confident. Was, <laughs> I was pretty confident. Yeah. It looked like United were going to run away with it. And uh, come the second half, the Tottenham team we've known all season showed up in the second half, like they have all season. Got two back, Pedro Porro getting the first one for him with a superb volley. Very improvised, too. That was a beautiful finish, yeah. Yeah. Bruno hit the crossbar two minutes later. Should have scored. 1-1 with the keeper. And I mean, from there, Dude, United just looked like scored. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's, and I'll be honest with you, United looked like a completely different team in the second half. They were not playing the same. They sat back a lot more. Yeah. Spurs yeah, were did. allowed to run at them all second half. I mean, both uh, Eric, teams, I feel like, wasted so many chances in this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Eric Dyer missed a sitter from like four yards out with an empty net. Oh, that header. Yeah. It was a header, wasn't it? Like, how did. You don't even have to hit it with your head. You hit it with your chest. It's that was in. a bad miss. That was a bad was miss. So bad. <laughs> but Spurs leveled the game on the 79th minute through uh Hyungman Son after a beautiful ball by Harry Kane. Ooh, what a ball. Yeah. That is how Eric Dyer should have scored. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if Tottenham didn't have Harry Kane, they would be Mid table, if I'm being honest with you. I'm, I would say they would be like Chelsea. Yeah, probably second half of the table. Hmm. If they didn't have Harry Kane. Yeah, but Cred Spurs, they actually showed some fight back in this one. They did. They got, you know, unlike they did at Newcastle, they showed some fight in this one. Like, was this Ryan Mason's first? Yes. First game in charge. So 
And he looked ecstatic on that sideline after that second goal. Okay. On the 29th, we had Crystal Palace against West Ham. And this uh, might have been my favorite game of the weekend. I, I definitely got up to watch what this one, man. What a game it was. You this picked picture, a draw. I picked West Ham. We both got it wrong. This picture creates lots of goals. I, I had something I learned watching it, looking at the history of it. There's always goals in this one. Crystal Palace and West Ham. Yeah. Uh, and there was seven. Crystal Palace winning four to three. Yeah. I mean, both teams are looking good right now. Like that for two teams that are closer to the bottom of the table, it did not look like either team was anywhere near it. Watching this, no, I mean West Ham got the scoring started off a corner. Thomas Suchek, who will be his name, will be said a lot here in this review. <laughs> um, Jordan Ayew leveled for Palace in the 15th minute with a lovely ball from Michael Elise to put him in. Wilfred Zaha made it two 0 for Palace in the 20th again. Michael Elise doing some damage down that that right-hand side, putting mm-hmm. the ball in. And then Palace made it 3-0 through Jeffrey Schlupp after he takes the ball from Thomas Suchek, and he gets put <laughs> right in on goal. Terrible giveaway. Terrible giveaway. But Michael Antonio scores off a flick corner from Thomas Suchek. Thomas Suchek yep. flicks the ball for Antonio in the 35th. And then Abrici Eze scores a peak after he was fouled. For me, a little soft. That was in the 66th. Yeah. But West Ham soft. score off another corner through Naif Aguerd. Sure. Defender, defender for West Ham. But guess who yeah. flicked the ball to him? Suchek. Thomas Suchek. Yeah. <laughs> what a game, though, man. That was, that was something else. What a 35 minutes, man. Holy cow. That first half was insane. Yeah. That's why we love the Premier League. But great result for Palace, man. I think we've been saying they're safe, but they actually jumped Chelsea in the table. Yep. Yep. Yeah. uh, I would say Palace is probably safe now. Uh, I will say the way Chelsea have been playing, they're not safe. (laughs) No. Holy cow. Yeah, looking at their last last five results, man, four losses and a draw. Yeah, and they do not look good in the process. So no. Frank Lampard has got his work cut out for him. And I with that amount of talent on that squad, it should never be that way. Not a chance. But uh Mauricio Pochettino announced Chelsea manager. We'll see how he does. I know some Chelsea fans aren't too happy about it. Being a former Spurs manager, I think. They're kind of used to Spurs getting their sloppy seconds, and now they're getting Spurses. <laughs> With uh, Mourinho going from Chelsea to Tottenham, and then Conte, and yeah, Andres Villas-Boas. I think he also went from Chelsea 100%, to Spurs. Yeah, yeah. It's going the one other way now. There's one difference between the two clubs, though: is almost all of those coaches won trophies. Yes, they Spurs did. Spurs have not. Moving on, Brentford, Nottingham Forest. We both picked Brentford, and they won two to one. But Forest didn't let them go down easy. That this is was for a sure. Battle, man. This was a battle right here. It was good old fashioned slugfest. Danilo got Forest started from a deflected shot from Morgan Gibbs White. First half stoppage time. 
And then uh, something you wanted to talk about. Andre Ayu got a yellow after David Raya goes to drop kick a ball and he blocked it. Yeah, so I kind of want to talk about this because, you know, I know when there's times, you know, a goalie goes to drop kick a ball and when he throws it up in the air, you know, players will come poke a, either put their head in there, poke a foot, poke the ball away. You know, they get a yellow. But on this one, Raya, he had kicked it. The ball left his foot and Ayu just stepped in front of him to block it. Why is that a yellow? I don't think it should be. be I don't think you. it should be. I mean, if the ball leaves his foot, it's fair game. It's it's not a free kick, so it's not a dead ball. It's in play. So once he's kicked it, it's technically in play. There's no reason why you can't. Is it because of the prox- does proximity have something to do with it? You know, I don't Probably, know. He was like right impeding, next to him. impeding the goalkeeper. I, I don't know, know goalkeepers always it's- get. I know that's what they called it. Is he he impedes the flow of play? But I don't I I don't understand that. If someone could explain that to me, that would be fantastic. I thought that it was yeah. smart on his part because it left Raya's foot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like one of those where he went to throw it up to go kick it, and a goal a player pokes it away. So that one irritated me. I just I just wanted your thoughts. Is is that a foul? Is should that be a yellow card offense? No, not a yellow card. I mean, maybe you call it for a foul because he's impeding the goalkeeper, but how if it leaves his foot? Yeah, I know. That's where I'm like, I, I don't think it should be, it should be a foul or definitely not a yellow. That's for sure. So I, yeah, I don't know. That one irritated me, but a lot of things, a lot of things with referees irritate me. So I can't really, can't really weigh in without being biased at this point <laughs> yeah but i don't know if, if someone wants to try to explain that one to me I, i'd appreciate that yeah yeah please let us know insert plug here for facebook instagram tiktok youtube just let us know on any one of those wherever you're listening so ivan tony got the equalizer in the 82nd minute off a free kick wall broke apart i think the goalie should have stopped it 100 percent yeah Kaylor Navas should have saved that. The the wall shouldn't break apart like it did. So there, I mean, two mistakes led to that goal. Uh, harsh for Forrest. I thought they played they played really well in this game. Um, you know, Joshua Silva gets the winner for Brentford, and this one was also looked at for quite a while on VAR because there was a player that were they was offside, and they tried to determine if he was in the line of vision of Kaylor Navas. For me, I think he was. Yeah, me too. I I just they've been giving them a lot this season where the player's standing off sides and he's clearly in the line of sight. I, this one for me was probably the most obvious of all season. I thought it was. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it should have stood. Um I thought Forrest got hard done by that. And honestly, I, I thought Forrest deserved something from this game, the way they played. Yeah, I agree. But they, but they face <laughs> Southampton in their next game, which is going to be absolutely huge because I think if Forrest can win that game, they're getting pretty close to safety. They only That'll have four games other, left to play. It'll depend on other results around them, but yeah. Yeah. It's close down there at the bottom, man, with Leeds, Forest City, Leicester City, 
Everton and Southampton. Yeah, everybody's picking up points now. I would have said West Ham were safe, but the way everybody else below them is picking up points, I I can't say that anymore. What's crazy is Bournemouth. They're in 13th, man. They're above Wolves yeah. and West Ham. They're tied with Chelsea. They are tied with Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give more credit to Gary O'Neill then, man. Damn. Yeah. Either that or, I mean, we both know Chelsea are that bad this season. I mean, we both picked Bournemouth to go down here a couple months ago, but good credit. job. Good job, give Bournemouth. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Nottingham Forest, fresh off of their loss to Forest, Brighton played Wolves. Wolves fresh off a win against, was that Palace they played? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This one looked like the proper Brighton team that we've known and watched. We both picked Brighton and they won (laughs) 6-0. Holy crap. Where did that come from? Dude, Wolves look terrible in this game. Like, every player looked bad. Holy crap. Man, the only one I might be able to give credit Palace? to is Jose Saw, man. Goalkeeper for Wolves, but that's about it. I mean, Helpless, yeah. though. Denise Undev had two goals, man, in the 6th and 66th. Second goal is a lovely chip. Might want to oh, check that so one out. Pretty. So Pes- pretty. Uh, Pascal Gross had two goals in the 13th minute and the 26th minute. Second goal, another beauty, flicks it up to himself, volleys it. Uh, love those. Oh, yes. And then that guy Welbs, man. Danny Welbeck. That guy Welbs. <laughs> Danny Welbeck. He had two goals in the 39th minute and the 48th. Yeah, man. What a first half, man. Holy crap. Four goals in the first half, two in the second. Wolves looked so bad, especially so defensively. Bad. Like, defensively, what? I mean, what was going they on? Gave the ball away. They didn't mark in the box. They didn't put pressure on the players. They had sloppy clearances. I mean, yeah, it was just all of those things. When you do yeah, all those look, things, they look more like, like Brighton. You're yeah, get they look more like Southampton than Wolves in this game. They didn't look good. Yeah. All right. April 30th, we had Bournemouth against Leeds. This was a huge one. Six-pointer bottom of the table. We both picked a draw. Why? I don't know. Because Bournemouth destroyed Leeds. Four to one. Jefferson yeah, Lerma. I don't know what I was thinking here, picking a draw. I don't know either. I'm like looking at some of these picks here. I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, Jefferson Lerma got two quick goals for Bournemouth, 20th and 24th. Both nice finishes for him. First one was really nice. Apparently, we had too uh, many brews when we were making our pick. <laughs> yeah, probably. that. You know what? You have a point there. Patrick Bamford got one back for Leeds in the 32nd minute with a header. Nice ball from uh, Nanto. And uh, poor giveaway in midfield from Bournemouth. On that it was point. poor giveaway. Goes out to Nanto on the... Wing there, who has a lovely ball into Bamford. Yeah. Dominic Solanke got Brentford's third in the 63rd minute with a long ball over the top. It was crossed to Solanke, and he had a nice, cool, calm finish on that one. He did. He did. 
And then uh, Anthony Semenyo. Did I get that right? Probably not, but that's all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he completed the scoring in second half stoppage time. Um, you know, if you don't find this entertaining, you at least listen to this podcast for how much we butcher people's names. So, <laughs> right. Goddamn Americans. But man, Anyways, leads are not good. <laughs> Leads are bad. I've, Leads we've been saying bad. I've been saying this now for how long? I just don't understand how they're still in 16th place. I don't either, man. When they've got one point in their last five games, I, I don't understand it. Like Leicester City's got four in their last five games. Nottingham Forest has got three, but they're, Leeds are somehow still in 16th place, and they're so bad, man, defensively. And then their goalkeeper, man, Ilan Melier, had two terrible mistakes, man. As we saw, and if you watch the highlights of this, the second and fourth goal are completely his fault. Fourth goalie comes out to punch it and just kind of eh, barely slaps it away. And then the, I believe the fourth one just shot right to him that goes through. Should have been yeah. saving. But without Vober and Tyler Adams, man, leads are terrible defensively. They have no cover. McKinney and Roca offer no defensive help in that midfield at all. McKinney is not a defensive player either. So (laughs) it's showing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's better off playing as a winger than he is a center mid. He also gives the ball away a lot. A lot. Yeah. Which surprised me. He was so much better for Juventus. Maybe it's just players around him. Make him look better. I don't know. Next, we had Fulham against Manchester City. We both picked Manchester City, and guess what? The juggernaut rolled on again. However, this was a tough it, game, though, for City. They, yeah. Fulham, Fulham put up a fight for in this, this one. one. Yeah, but who else could get the scoring started in the third minute than the robot himself after Julian Alvarez was fouled by Tim Ream? It's goal number 50 for Erling Holland in all competitions. Can anyone stop this kid? No. Yeah. I stick by what I said. I stick by it. Oh, better than Ronaldo, huh? No, best player in the world right now. Oh, yeah. But also, yeah, he is better than Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo plays in Saudi Arabia. Going to break Ronaldo's It's not a fair comparison, Tyler. Yeah. Ronaldo's 37 years old and Erling Holland's I like meant, What would you say? Something about breaking his records or scoring I more said goals he could, more. by the end of his career, he probably will score more goals than Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Yes. But, man, I got a feel for fellow American Tim Ream in this game who broke his arm. It was that mm-hmm. nasty one if you it see the replay. It was nasty. I watched it one time, and then every time I saw it, I'm like, no. I watched it, it one nice. time, too, and – did the whole, oh yeah. oh and then I also threw up in my mouth a little bit because oh I it's a gross one yeah it's nasty. <laughs> Anyways, Whew. full of equalized the, though in the fifteenth yeah, minute. Full of equalized in the fifteenth minute by Carlos Vinicius, uh, with their first meaningful attack. I would say yeah, was their first yeah. real attack. And then Julian Alvarez with the golazo in the third. What a golazo, man. No goalie in the world is stopping that one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Julian Alvarez took a shot, got deflected off the defender in front of him, took it and put it far post, upper V over Burt Leno. 
what a shot it was. Bert Lano had some nice saves in this game. I don't even think he did. He looked very good. And I don't even think Julian Alvarez looked up after he hit that first attempt. He settled the ball and then took a touch, struck it top corner. It was a beauty, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I wish we could see him play week in, week out on a a different team. but I I do too. But, I mean, he's not going to start over Erling Holland. But, I mean, he could start over Riyad Mahrez. I would say that. Well, he started in place of Kevin De Bruyne in this game. Yeah. Yep. Which is an interesting position for Julian Alvarez, but it worked. This, after the win, this puts Manchester City in first place, one point ahead of Arsenal with a game in hand. And I'm going to stop talking about it. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up. Uh, yeah, is the title cities. I mean, it's definitely theirs to lose now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Next up, we had Manchester United against Aston Villa in a game that was essentially a battle for European spots. It was. Yeah. You picked a draw. I picked Villa, and it went the other way. Manchester United getting a narrow 1-0 win over Villa in this one. Bruno Fernandes with the lone goal on the 39th minute, following up a shot by Marcus Rashford. I mean, it was a nice header over the top for Rashford. Yeah, Villa, Villa playing a high line, man. Very yeah. high line with Rashford's speed. With the speed on the wings for Manchester United, I I don't understand that tactic. Well, then, not only that, but Rashford is a great one-on-one player, as we saw in that Spurs game, man, where he just ate Eric Dyer up for that goal that he scored. Yeah. Kind of similar situation. It was almost identical. A little deja vu there, but the goalie saves it, but then he parries it and Bruno Fernandez follows it up. Yeah. And then in the 90th minute, Victor Lindelof, the brilliant header off the line to keep it a one nil win. Or oh, dude, that, was a, that was a brilliant header off the line. As good as a goal right there. Yeah. Cause that was coming in. It was, and that would have been huge for Villa to get a point there. And then you to get it right. <laughs> there we, that, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had Newcastle against Southampton. We both picked Newcastle, and this was one way and one way only. Newcastle with three more goals in this one. <laughs> winning three to one. Uh, exciting opening minutes. Anthony Gordon had a golden opportunity in the 19th minute. Oh, yeah, man, he was one-on-one. I should have. Puts it wide or hits the post. I can't remember. Something like that. goes Doesn't go in. <laughs> yeah. Southampton got the scoring underway in the 41st minute, uh, I think against the run of play, personally. Uh, yeah. Stuart Armstrong got the goal. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes got caught on the ball. and Beautiful tackle uh, on him, yeah, to turn it over. Tackle. But Newcastle weren't done. They scored in the 54th minute to level it up with through Callum Wilson, who has found his scoring boots. Holy cow. Yeah, he has, dude. Perfect time for Newcastle, too. Right. Theo Walcott with an own goal in the 79th minute. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, it's one of those where he's so standing unlucky. in the box. The corner kind of comes. It's off a corner kick. The ball comes in and didn't really know anything about it. It hits off the outside of his foot, goes in. <laughs> Sucks to be you, dude. (laughs) Sucks. And then Callum Wilson got his second in the 81st minute. 
he's on fire right now. Perfect time for Newcastle, too. Helps keep them ahead of Manchester United in the race for third place. Yes, and it does. also the race for me to pick the top four 100% correctly. <laughs> you see Liverpool make their way up there, though? I told I you they would. I was just going to get into that. Because speaking of Liverpool, they played Tottenham Hotspur. Ooh, this was what a game, game this me. was. You picked Liverpool. I picked a draw. Honestly, it could have gone either way. It should it, have. It almost did. It almost it did. Have. Barring have. 90 seconds, it would have. <laughs> this one ended 4-3, to three, and holy cow. Liverpool looked good in the first 20 minutes. It was all Liverpool what, in the first 20 What is 20 going minutes, on? <laughs> what is going on with Tottenham in the like first 30 minutes of a game? They let in, what was it, five against Newcastle? Something like that. Three against Liverpool. Two against United. Two <laughs> against United. Like, what? These are world-class athletes. Or so at least I I've, thought. What I've decided watching this game with between Tottenham and Liverpool is both teams attack very well and both teams cannot defend for crap. Yep. And uh, you are 100% correct. Neutrals. Good for us. You are 100% correct about Virgil van Dijk. Oh, for that, uh, was it the first goal? (sighs) Poor guy slipped. I mean, you can't give him. But he looks slow. He looks slow, and he hasn't been able to stop anybody this season. No, but let's go through these goals real quick. Curtis Jones got the score in the third. Poor marking by Pedro Porro. Luis Diaz, man, on his return from injury. Good to see him back. back. Yeah. After poor marking from Eric Dyer and Romero in the fifth ball. Kind of, I forget who we got played out to. I think it was Gogpo. Dyer didn't follow him. I think Gogpo puts it in the middle for Diaz and Romero. Just watching him, man. (laughs) Just watching him. And then Romero in it again. He fouls Cody Gogpo in the box. Mo Salah. Hey, he scored a PK. Hey, there we (laughs) go. 15th minute. And honestly, it was Liverpool, dude. It was easy cruising. Life was good at Anfield for those Liverpool fans. And then kind of against the run of play, Tottenham got one. Harry Kane scored a nice volley in the 39th, and we go in at halftime, 3-1. Spurs with a little bit of momentum, yeah. Yeah, they, they played a lot better in the second half, I will say. They did. They did. But uh, Son got a goal, lovely ball over the top in the 77th. And then against all odds, my dude, Richarlison, his first Tottenham goal. It finally (laughs) happened. It only took until there were four games left in the season. Celebrations. He took his shirt off, got another yellow card. This This one wasn't taken off for offsides. This was in the 90th plus three. So they thought they had the draw. We thought it was a draw, but wait. There's more. Freaking Lucas Mora, man. With a terrible pass. I, now I see why he never plays for Spurs. Ever. <laughs> that was so bad. Terrible pass. Diogo Jota picks it up, finishes it. In the 94th. <laughs> In the 90 plus four. Oh, yeah. After but that goal, man. Sit down, take a breath. Holy cow. Yeah, it was... What an end to that game. Like you said, Richarlison, the former Evertonian man. Yeah. 
gets the goal. And then couldn't figure out what to do with the celebration. Looked like he like stubbed his toe a couple times, tripped, and then just went over to the fans. And, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what's going on. He was so surprised he scored, shocked himself. So, before we take any longer, because we've only been through one league, let's jump through our predictions for midweek. All right, let's go. All right. On the second, Arsenal against Chelsea. You going to talk about on the first? That was yesterday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> on the second, Arsenal, Chelsea, I'm going Arsenal. Yeah, Chelsea are terrible. Doesn't matter how bad Arsenal are playing, Chelsea are terrible. At the Emirates. On the third, we got Liverpool against Fulham. At Liverpool. Anfield. Yeah, same. Manchester City against West Ham. City. City, yeah. I think West Ham could make it interesting, but it's at the Etihad, so probably more like a five to one. With early <laughs> Holland in a I hope not. Keep it I will, West Ham. I will uh, give a quick shout out to Burnley and Sheffield United, who officially qualified for promotion to the English Premier League. We'll see you next season, friends. Good job. Good job. And uh, you'll probably replace Southampton and Everton. We'll see who the last one is. All right. Targo, let's go over to La Liga. La Liga, man. So on the 25th of April, we had Girona against Real Madrid. We both picked Madrid to win this game. Holy crap, man. We I both watched were wrong. One. I watched <laughs> this one. Madrid dominated this entire game, and Girona scored on their first shot. Yeah. And their second shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, their fifth shot. And then their sixth shot. <laughs> and all who were the goals? It was, so it ended four two. Valentin Castellanos from uh, New goals. York City FC. All four goals. Apparently, he's only were uh, available for only fifteen mil in the summer. By the way, there you go. Vinny Junior got one of the goals for Madrid in the thirty fourth, yeah. a header. And Lucas Vasquez got the other one in the eighty fifth, but a little too little, too late. Honestly, dude, Madrid were poor defensively, like. They weren't just poor. They were really poor. They were bad. And Especially no, you, Tao for that second yeah. goal. And no uh, Thibaut Courtois in this one either. So I don't even think he would have made a difference. No, I don't think so. Not at all. Uh, Girona played well in this one, but yeah. I, it was the defensive mistake for me. So bad from defensively. Yeah. Militao Which worries me when they play so Man bad. City, but. <laughs> Luckily, they still got some games in between. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, all right. Also, on uh, April 25th, we had Real Sociedad against Real Betis. We both said a draw, and we both were right. Yeah, nil-nil nil on this one. Nil-nil. It was very back and forth, very clear-cut, not a very many clear-cut chances, and I'll be honest with you, both teams looked exhausted. Yeah, it was in a... towards the end of that second half. It was... No one could get their legs under them to even get a shot on target, let alone a solid cross. It was bad. Moving on to the April 26th, we had Atletico Madrid against Mallorca. We both picked Atleti. Mm -hmm. We both were right. Madrid mm -hmm. won this one 3-1. Yeah. Atleti, man, wearing their anniversary kit, the blue and white. Those were slick. It was I weird seeing them in blue and white, though. I'm I know. Not lie. I'm I know. Like, am I watching I, Sociedad? I turned it on. I'm like, wait. Who's who playing? 
But yeah, yeah. my Orca man, they took the lead in this one through Mario Nastasic in the 20th. Header off a corner. He was all by himself at the back post. Athleti came alive, though. They they leveled uh, just before the half through Rodrigo DePaul in the 47th. And then Alvaro Marata got Atleti the lead just two minutes in the second half with a beautiful header. And then Yannick Carrasco put the game away in the 77th after being one-on-one with the goalie. Beautiful what through ball by Antoine Griezmann, was. though. Oh, yes. That ball what from Griezmann vision. over the top. Oh. It was it was pinpoint on the money. What was that, a 30-yard through ball? Yeah, with right the outside of his left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it was beautiful. And then Carrasco's move to go around the goalie was also nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stood no chance. But on the 26th of April, we had Rayo Vallecano against Barcelona. We both picked Barca because, well, why not? You're top of La Liga. Well, they lost this one, man. 2-1. Upset. Pedri was back for this one. Yeah, it was definitely an upset. And I'll be honest with you, Barcelona defensively did not look good. Not the best, no. No. Not for a team 11 points up in first place. (laughs) It's a good thing they are, right? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they're starting to play like that. But uh, Alvaro... Garcia put Rayo ahead in the 19th. It was a rocket, man, at the bottom corner. Oh, it was a laser beam. And then Fran Garcia, man, made it 2-0 in the 53rd. Pretty much just taking a stroll through the middle of my transmit, or not my transmit, but through Barca's Barcelona, midfield yeah. defense. Just taking a stroll down the middle of it, man. And he just <laughs> he just starts, you could see him coming, too. He, like, starts this jog. What was and the then player on his team? Frankie de Jong, man. It was terrible. And then the guy who gets the ball from Frankie just takes a touch, and you just see Fran Garcia just do 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 gets the ball, just Make dribbles, way, and it's like parting of parting of the sea. <laughs> That's what it reminded right? me of. And then it just parting of the sea, like you just see Barcelona's defense go like this, and he like Fran Garcia is looking around like, wait, where's everybody? And he just dribbles in and slots at home. I'm like, what? What? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) That was a funny one. Uh, Robert Lewandowski got one back for Barca in the 83rd, but a little too too late. Yeah. Nice strike by him, though. Uh, Moving on, though, on the 29th. Real Madrid back in action, trying to make up after that uh, loss to Vallecano. Not Vallecano, to... uh, Girona. They played Almeria. Uh, <laughs> they played Almeria. We both picked Madrid to win. Yeah. We were right on this one. They won 4-2. Kareem Benzema, man, with a first half hat trick. How many times has he done that this season? I feel like, like it's been a lot. lot. <laughs> Him and Erling Holland, man, on the hat tricks. Yeah, in a short span of time, too. But he got a goal in the fifth minute, 17th minute, scored a penalty in the 42nd. Um, Lazaro got one back for Almeria in first half stoppage time, kind of against the run of play. Oh, dude, this Rodrigo goal, though, in the 47th. Oh. Colasso, man. What a strike. What a strike. It me of Julian Alvarez's, but the opposite corner. Yeah. 100%. And uh, a beautiful assist. And that one. Yeah. Oh, from Benzema? Yes. Yeah. 
Almeria got another one. Lucas Robertone in the 61st to make it 4-2 with a nice header. Honestly, Madrid could have had more. Benzema hit the post. Camavinga, Camavinga had one taken back to offsides. Asensio hit the post and the crossbar. They were, they were all over Almeria. They were, they were trying to make up for that previous game, man. Yeah, they were. But also on the 29th, we had Barcelona against Real Betis. I picked Barca. You picked a draw. Yeah, I don't know what I was smoking. Barca won this one 4 nil. <laughs> yeah. And I remember saying when I, when I said draw, I was like, I feel it in my gut. After watching Betis on against uh, Sociedad, no. No. <laughs> it was your never gut was wrong. Yeah. You ate something bad. Something bad was in your gut. <laughs> this was a dominating performance from Barca, man. Rafinha. Had a nice assist, crossed it for Andreas Christensen, who heads it in in the 14th minute. And then it kind of got bad to worse. Edgar Gonzalez gets sent off in the 33rd after two yellow card tackles. They, they weren't good tackles. No, no, they were deserved. But Robert Lewandowski gets Barca's second in the 36th, just three minutes after the sending off. And then Rob Finha made it 3-0 in the 39th with a nice finish and, you know, Barca over cruising. Betis did get an own goal from Guido Rodriguez. It was put in after a fantastic run, dude, from Ansu Fati. He just put his defender through the spin cycle, man, and he crossed it and kind of came off the defender who was sliding in. But good to see Barca getting some players back from injury. As I mentioned in the previous game, they had Frankie de Jong and Pedri. Then this game, they got Usman Dembele back. So, Which is huge for them, yeah. They've definitely been missing him. So yeah, Usman Dembele and Pedri, I would say, are some fantastic guys to get back from injury. Yeah, I mean, even with their starting lineup, to get these guys back from injury just shows you how much talent they have at the club, even though they probably need to get rid of about 10 of them. <laughs> probably, yeah. All right, moving on. So on April 30th, we had Real Valladolid against Atletico Madrid. We both picked Atletico. And they did not disappoint. They won 5-2. Yeah. Molina yeah, got the start for Atleti. <laughs> yeah, this was a dominating game from them. Molina got the, go the goals start in the 20th. Jose Maria Jimenez doubled the lead with a header off a free kick. Alvaro Morata made it three in the 38th with a beautiful goal. Violently, they, get they did get one back from the spot. Kyle Lauren in the 42nd. And then they made it a one-goal game with a goal by Sergio Escudero with a header off a corner kick. And then Valdely got a third goal. Unfortunately, it was at the wrong end. Joaquin put it in the end of his, put it in the back of his own net. And then uh, Memphis Depay, man, that fifth goal was what a beauty. What a run! Holy that was cow. a beauty. Reminiscent of Rafael Leao with that one. <laughs> so that was a. Uh, the action from the past week in La Liga and coming up here on the second, we got Barcelona and Osas versus Osasuna. Oh, you're changing your answer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to say a draw anymore. <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, we well, both Barcelona, Barcelona win. Osasuna has impressed me this season. They've been really well doing really well. I just, yeah. Barcelona have got all these players back from injury. They're playing at the camp. Now they're going to win this one. And then also on the second, we have Real Sociedad against Real Madrid. 
we're both picking Madrid to win this one. Yeah, I, I just Sociedad haven't been scoring any goals lately. They have trouble scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, keep saying it, and then maybe they'll be like Newcastle. And yeah, I'll keep saying it until they start. <laughs> facts are facts. And then on the third, we have Atletico Madrid against Cadiz. Atletico against Atletico. They're so they're the hot hand in La Liga right now. They've been scoring goals for fun. Yes, they have. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Bundesliga. On 28th, we had Bochum against Borussia Dortmund. We both picked Dortmund, and this ended in a draw. 1-1. Bochum got the scoring going in the fifth minute through Anthony Lucila. And then uh, Kareem Adeyemi got the equalizer two minutes later. And that was it. That draw could have implications. We'll find out. See how Bayern did. It could. It could. On the 29th, we had Union Berlin against Bayer Leverkusen. You called me crazy for picking a draw. You picked Leverkusen, and it ended nil-nil in what honestly was probably the worst game I've seen both teams play all season. Yeah, draw doesn't really do either any favors, does it? No, neither one. I mean, probably Union Berlin more than Leipzig at this point. Yeah, because Leipzig. Leverkusen. Well, Leipzig, yeah, does Leipzig a favor. Puts them, gives them a little breathing room over Leverkusen. Speaking of which, RB Leipzig played Hoffenheim. You pick Leipzig, and I, some reason, picked a draw. Yeah, Don't normally you pick your boys Leipzig. I know. They've been struggling lately, but they won 1 0. Christopher and Cuckoo got the lone goal in the 28th minute. And, you know, Leipzig now are six points clear of Leverkusen with that they win. They are. Yeah, in fifth it's place. A big win for them. On the 30th, we had Bayern Munich against Hertha Berlin. You picked Bayern. I picked a draw because Bayern hadn't won, they won one game in their last six or seven games. Well, they finally won. And you were right. 2 0 in this one. Serge Nabri got the scoring start in the 69th minute. Nice. <laughs> Lovely header. Beautiful pass from Joshua Kimmich. You're welcome. Kingsley Komen doubled the lead 10 minutes later with a beautiful pass from Kimmich again. Kimmich uh, had some nice balls in this game. Oh man. Beautiful he, passes, he's on man. Fire. Nice saves by Oliver Christensen. In goal. Yeah, the Hertha goalkeeper. Yeah, it could have been a lot more. But you've said it. Yeah, I've I've said it it before and I'll say it again, man. Bayern need a striker. Like it took till the 69th minute for them to get their goal. They should have had one before that. Oh, yeah. And I think a clinical finisher in the box gets that done for them. 100%. All right. Off to the Serie A, and on the 29th, we had AS Roma against AC Milan. You picked a draw, and I picked Milan. This ended in a draw. Told you. Yeah, you did. Tammy Abraham blocked his own player's shot, which would have for sure been a goal in the 33rd minute. That was hilarious. He goes to jump and, like, just kind of jumps right into the ball, blocks it. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a nice laugh about it. 
He made amends, though. Got a goal in the 90th plus three. After Roma nicked the ball away from Milan in the middle of the park. Break, uh, forcing a breakaway. My brain is not working, obviously. You see my picks. But yeah, Alexis. Was, uh, got the, stole the ball. Kind of ended up with Abraham. He put it away. Yeah. Alexis Sulemakers saves the day for Milan in the 97th minute. Getting the equalizer. Cross was to the far post. Put it on net. Poor marking. Mourinho was pissed. What else do you expect? 90th plus seven. What an ending to that yeah. game. What? I mean, what an extra time. Holy cow. <laughs> Nothing much, until yeah. then. Two goals. On the 30th, we had Napoli against Salernitana. We thought this would be Napoli's championship winning game. It would have Memo been. Memo Ochoa had other plans, man. If it wasn't for World Cup Memo Ochoa coming out of hibernation. <laughs> For this one, because, man, this is the same memo I've seen in every World Cup that he's played in. He was unbeatable. I feel like he's been playing one. good for Salernitana. He has. But this one was, like, supernatural. Some of the saves he made. Oh, my God. Uh, Matthias Oliveira put Napoli ahead in the 62nd minute with a header off the corner. And then Salernitana leveled it late. Bulaidia. In the 84th minute, beautiful goal, beats Victor Osiman and curls it in with his left foot. That was a beauty, dude. He oh. he put Victor Osiman through the watch cycle and curls it. Yeah. Curler. Victor Osiman has never been known for his defending, though, so I'll let him have a pass on this one. <laughs> Next up, we had Inter against Lazio. You said a draw. I thought Lazio were going to pip one. Uh, they got their butts kicked. This was 3-1. to one. For Inter Milan. Your boy started. I know. This is the first game I didn't say if he starts. It was. Then maybe I should have. Uh, yeah. Lazio got the store scoring started in the 30th minute through Felipe Anderson after a terrible giveaway on the edge of the box. Got awful giveaway, man. That I was, feel like there's been a theme the, this week. You can't lose the ball. Terrible though, defending like, and bad giveaways. Like all He's over the place. The ball there. I don't get it. Lataro Martinez came on as a sub and scored in the 77th minute, assisted by none other than Lukaku. Lukaku. Robin Gossens got entered second in the 83rd minute. This one was also assisted by Lukaku. <laughs> and then Martinez got his second in the 90th minute after... Another poor back pass. Poor Lazio fell apart. Cost you goals. Fell apart in the last 10 minutes. Holy cow. I just got to say, though, watching this game, man, I love Nicolo Barella. Dude, he's so much fun. He's so good. The balls he plays, he's fun. Just even just his expressions on the pitch. Or, you know, he has a shot that gets saved. His, oh, (laughs) I love it. Classic Italian. Love it. All right. Bologna and Juventus. We both picked Juve. This one ended in a draw. 1-1 for this one. Yeah. Ricardo Ossolini put Bologna ahead after Danilo was penalized for his tackle on Orsolini. 
and he converted the following penalty kick in the 10th minute. And then on the other end, Juve were awarded a penalty kick in the 30th minute after a foul on Arkadouis Milik. Milik. Uh, yeah, it was, this one was funny to watch. I don't know what was going on. So the, he didn't make his PK FYI, no, the goalie no. saves it, but the hop dude, this was a, the biggest hop I think I've ever seen. It's terrible. He jumps straight up in the air, comes down and misses it. I was like, what, what are you thinking, man? You're not Neymar. Come on. You're not Jorginho. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even take penalties anymore. Nope. Yeah. Does he doesn't play much anymore? For real. Uh, Milik leveled the match on the hour mark with a lovely low drive to the bottom corner, and it was definitely coming for Juventus. Yeah, it was a nice goal, lovely hard shot down to the corner, as you said. But yeah, honestly, both I, teams should have had like three more goals each. I was just saying that, like <sighs> how that wasn't more. I have no idea. Dusan Vlaovic missed a sitter. Can we talk about him for a second? Yeah, I mean, how, how much where do you want to start? Inter? How much did he cost, or not answer, how much did he cost Juve? Juve. I think, was it 65 mil, I think, somewhere in there? So he's got eight goals and two assists in 23 matches in Serie A. Supposed to be the next best young talent in and Serie how A. How old is he? 20, 20 23, something? I think. He's older than that, but something like that. He's young. Yeah. But let's look at a player like Ivan Tony. Plays for Brentford in the Premier League. He's got 31 apps. He's got 10 goals and three assists. It's 20. 20 goals, 20. sorry, and three assists. Yeah. Ivan, Ivan Tony is that. better than Dusan Vlahovic. That's all I'm saying. Yes, 100%. You hear that, Arsenal? You went after Vlahovic. Maybe you should go after Ivan Tony. Just saying. I just don't, man, this guy was hyped up. He had a good, he was a one season wonder, it looks like, if I'm being honest. That's what it looks like. I I, I also think that the style of play that Juve has does not suit his style. Uh, I, I don't think Arsenal's would have fit him either, but he definitely enjoys more balls being played into him, like crosses. And that's where he really excels, but you put the ball at his feet and it's not good. Obviously. Yeah. So let's preview our midweek games in Italy. First off, on the second, we got Udinese against Napoli. Napoli. Napoli in this one? They finally Napoli, get the win. They're going to win it. Finally can officially call them champions, even though we've been calling them that for three months. We'll see. The Lecce won't be pushover. Udinese? Udinese, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Speaking of Lecce, they play Juventus <laughs> on go. the third. Uh, one-way traffic in this one, Juventus. I'm going Juve, yeah. Yeah, me too. Next up, we got AC Milan against Cremonese. Milan? Milan. 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 Hellas Verona against Inter Milan. 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 Going in, sir. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Inter. Inter on this one. Lazio against Sassuolo. You've got a couple of their picks right out of nowhere this season. Sassuolo? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Lazio on this one, man. I'm going to go draw. Sassuolo are a I good can... team. 
they are a good team, and they love to play the bigger teams. So we'll see if they can get something out of it. I sure hope they do for uh, my own sake. <laughs> anyways, next up we got Monza against AS Roma. Going Roma. I'm going Monza. Ooh, bold pick. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they beat Roma the last time they played them. So this one's at home. We'll see. All right. So that concludes our games. You got 17 out of 33 correct. I got 14. You're now up 2-0, my friend. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so let's change gears and let's go into our power rankings. For the month of and April. what might be the hardest power rankings I've ever it had to do in my so entire life. so hard, dude. So oh my hard. Goodness. All the I big like teams a, sucked. I need like a top for 20. Manchester City. I was like, just... So like I had all my teams written down that I wanted, and there was 27 of them. And I yeah. had to somehow condense it down to 10. Yeah, I it was hard for me to keep it to 10. Like once I got to 10, I was like, I'm just gonna just gonna walk away. I can't. So many teams that could have been in this, and so many teams that deserve not to be in this. That yeah. are still in this. So, like, yeah, for example, you know, there's teams, like I said, we, we, we talk about the thing, the, we look at the record, for one, see how they did, but then we also look at, okay, well, if these two teams were to play, who would win in a game? I guess, according to us. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's go through it, man. Give me your top 10 power rankings for April. All right. Number 10, I have Lazio. Second okay. place in the Serie A. I, I mean... This is going to be a theme for a lot of these teams is they didn't do very well in the month of April. Lazio, three wins, two losses, but, man, they looked so good at times. And other times, it looked like they can't defend my grandmother. So, I don't know. Number nine, I got Borussia Dortmund, who won two games, drew two games, and lost two games. Okay, yeah, we're in first place. Bottled it now to Bayern Munich. Yeah, now they're in second. One win in their last, or two wins in the last five. Oh, I do have to correct you, though. They won three games. Sorry, I didn't forgot. update this. Thank yep. you. I think it was the so, only one. So there, that's a positive. Okay. Next up, eighth place, Newcastle United. Newcastle Finally scoring goals. Huh? Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, they look good, but they also didn't really play any. I mean, they played Tottenham. That was it. Played Man United. Big, okay, Man United. They got their butts kicked by Aston Villa. That's why. That game right there is pretty much why they're eighth for me. Okay. But they won six. Lost one. Scoring goals for fun now. So we'll see if they can jump up my power rankings real fast. I just couldn't put them above my number seven team. Your new favorite, Bayer Leverkusen, man. I do like Leverkusen. You're not wrong. I couldn't put them above them. I mean, if they played, sure, it would be close. Newcastle might win. I think I would give it to Newcastle, yeah. But Leverkusen didn't lose a game in all of April. It's impressive. Four wins, three draws. 
they look so fun. They're so fun to watch. Not to mention semifinalists in the Europa League. There you go. Number six, I is was hard for me. Put these guys this low on my list. Napoli, man. Napoli, yeah. Two wins, three draws, two losses, and a rough April for them. I think they're just in cruise control now. They're out of the Champions League, but man, was the were those Champions League losses hard to take? Number five, the team that beat them twice. Well, once in the league, once in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. AC Milan, two wins against Napoli. They won three, drew four, lost zero. Lots of draws, though. Yes. Number four, Atletico Madrid. They're Been on playing fire. Well, man. I yeah. almost put them number two. I almost did. They're one loss, though. You know who it's two? It's Barcelona. Yeah. So you can't have Barcelona. So you can't put them. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see why I ranked everybody this way just because of, well, we'll start the chain with that. Next one is Barcelona at number three. They had two losses, both against Real Madrid. My number two, Real Madrid. They were seven and two in the month of April. They played nine games in April. That's a crap ton, man. Holy cow. Yeah. That two wins over Barca, two wins over Chelsea. They look good in Champions League. And this was before they lost to Girona. So. And then number one should be everybody's number one. They're the best team in the world. They probably beat most countries. Uh, and I really, right now they're scary and I don't know how anybody beats them right now. Um, Manchester city, they've, they're unbeaten in 18. Now they won seven tied one and the tie was against Bayern Munich at the Allianz. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, emphatic wins over Arsenal, Liverpool and Bayern Munich in that span as well. So those are my. Power rankings for the month of April. Targo, what you got? All right, man. So my number 10, I went with Inter Milan. Okay. They had four wins, three draws, two losses, but big wins over Benfica, Juve, and Lazio. So they had huge wins, but the losses were to Monza and Fiorentina. So a little rough on the losses, you know, that against teams they would expect to beat. And then they beat the teams they might not might not necessarily expect to win against. Right. So I put them as my number 10. Uh, my number nine is your number nine, Borussia Dortmund. Who had three wins, two draws, two losses. Those losses were to Bayern, Munich, and RB Leipzig. They lost to Leipzig in the DFB Pokal. But they had big wins against Frankfurt and Union Berlin. And then who could forget about that game against Stuttgart, that draw. And then they drew here this past week in the Bochum. Yeah. So they're Um, at nine. I mean, Bochum's in the relegation zone. Stuttgart's on the same amount of points, just out of the relegation zone via goal differential. Those are bad draws. Those are bad ones. Yeah, those are teams they should be beating, beating, especially if they want to win the league. My number eight... Again, this one was also tough for me, man. 
I went with Napoli. Two I really wins. don't. I really don't blame you. They were not very good in the month. No, of April. two wins, three draws, two losses. Their really only significant win was they had a, a big win over Juve. Those two losses to Milan, especially the four nil thumping, yeah, thumping. So above them, I had to put AC Milan in seventh. Three wins, four draws, big wins against Napoli. Not not bad if you're Milan. The only thing yeah. is, you're still sitting in fifth in Serie A. Yeah. So we need to turn some of those win or draws into wins. And so in sixth, then, this is kind of my surprise team, I guess you could say. I have Newcastle. Yeah, it's not really surprising. The way I'm high on that. Newcastle, man. Six wins, one loss. That loss came to Villa. Beat Man United, put six past Spurs. Having said that, I know v- Villa beat them, and I got to give an honorable mention to Aston Villa. Yeah, they're in mine, too. They're an honorable mention, man. They were 5-1-1, one, and one, wins over Chelsea, Newcastle. Lost to Man United and a draw to Brentford. So, Villa, you're my honorable mention, I would say. I got a couple others if you want to hear them, but... Well, we can do that at the end. All right. So, for number five, Atletico Madrid. Four wins, two losses. They did play a friendly, which they lost to Besiktas. But then that loss to Barcelona, tough one. But they've been playing well, man. They're they're flying high. Definitely got that third place spot unlocked. Potentially could get second if Madrid slip up. So they're in fifth. And then right above them, because they beat them, Barcelona. <laughs> Three wins, two draws, two losses. Losses to Real Madrid, Real Vallecano. Draws to Girona and Getafe, but the big win over Atleti. Keeps them relevant. And my number three, you might give me some stick for this one. I have Bayern Munich. Yeah, I should, because the record speaks for itself. Four wins, two draws, three losses. They have been awful lately. They have a loss to Freiburg and DFB Pokal. They lost to Man City and Mainz. And then they have draws against City and Hoffenheim, but they do have a big win against Dortmund. Yeah. They're a big rival, and they're also first in the Bundesliga. And so that's where I kind of had to think about it. Like, okay, if Bayern Munich, for example, played Newcastle, who do I think would win? For me, honestly, it almost depends. Is that the Allianz or is it? <laughs> yeah, that St. James Park. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I obviously they didn't even make it into my top 10. So yeah, or I had my, to put them there or they're, my honorable mentions. They're, they're in first place in the Bundesliga, man. They got to be in a top European league. So they got to be on mine. My number two, obviously same as yours, Real Madrid, seven wins, two losses, wins over Barca, Chelsea. Those losses were to Villarreal and Girona. And first place, obviously, Manchester City. Big wins over Bayern, Arsenal, Liverpool. And their one draw came to Bayern at the Allianz. Yeah. They're obviously the best team in the world. No one, I don't think anyone I, would debate that. I, I don't Below even know. Man if, City, you could get a little wishy I don't even know if it's like arm's reach at this point. It's like head and shoulders and then a torso. 
above everybody else. They're so good. Like on some days, I want to say Real Madrid, but then you see them lose to Girona. Yeah. But then they come back with a big emphatic win. So I, I don't know. And then, like I said, I had some honorable mentions. I got a shout out to Porto, who are 6 0. Maybe Benfica. Not- yeah. They had a notable win against Benfica. PSV and the Eredivisie also are 6 0 in April. Beat Ajax twice. And a team you might not think of Claremont Foot in Ligon. Five wins, no losses. But no notable wins. Yeah, but no real notable wins. <laughs> and then sometimes yeah. I gotta think about like, damn, do I what do I what do I do with them? You know, like a Liverpool team, Man United, PSG. Like neither of us even mentioned PSG with Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi. Right. But they've been I mean, they won three, lost three. They've been really bad lately in um League All. Very inconsistent, yeah. Yeah. Here the past couple months. They're starting to fall apart. They're still in first in Ligue yeah. 1, but... I mean, they should. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I have quite a few honorable mentions as well. Like, it was hard to just have 10 teams. I mean, yeah, Arsenal, up until this last weekend, were in first of the Premier League. have been Their April was trash, dude. Huh? They won one game in April. Yeah, I know. That's why they're not on my list. Yeah. Inter, you said it. They were your number 10. Juve, even. They had a solid, solid April. One of your honorable mentions, I definitely agree with Sevilla. Yeah, Sevilla. Yeah. They have, they're hot right now and at the right time, especially with the Europa League semifinals coming up. Six wins, one draw. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, wins over Villarreal and Man United and a draw against United. So, yeah, they're they're a hot hand and Aston Villa. Those are my those are my honorable mentions. Those are good ones. Lots of good Definitely. teams. Honestly, guys, let us know who would be your top 10 power rankings in the world. Let us know. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Bruising Banter FC. Check out the YouTube. And of course, don't forget to check out our Red Bubble account. Where I believe you have a new Messi design. Yeah. Ooh, Lionel Messi. Not gonna. I'm not gonna unveil too much after that because, well, you got to go check it out. There you go. So that brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And as always, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>